Hello. Hello. Welcome to the patch this week, brought to you by Blue Apron and Trunk Club. Welcome back, Blue Apron. Watch you this, too, Ryan. Trunk Club. Ashley with the pro move, Nailed doing it. the hourglass immediately Nailed at it. the top of the patch. We're here to Don't talk me look bad. about video games, and I'm going to start with something that I feel validated about. Okay. okay. So, you it, know, yes. I, I got really upset about episodic games for a long time. And I swore off of them, yep. and I'm finally going back and playing Tales from the Borderlands finally. It's fun. Like, this is the way it was meant to be. Like, I, And while, as I've been playing, I decided to look at my achievements. I was like, oh, I wanted to see, you know, when, when was the last time I played the game? Because, you know, you typically get all the achievements for an episode when you, when you play through it. And I was like, wow, I was playing these episodes like three months apart or yeah. four months apart every time. It's like, no wonder I couldn't remember my choices. Now, it's a totally different game, just being able to flow from one chapter to another. My uh, thing, favorite thing about that is we both were like, we're done. And then people were like, did you see the Minecraft thing? Uh, it came out like a month after the other one. So in your face. And it's like, we, no, that's what we want. Like, yeah, we're, no, we're all we're, winners here. Yeah. We're all rooting for the same thing We here. want it to be released <laughs> yeah. faster. Yeah. We want to play those games. Yeah. Like, we're not. So I'll, I'll get to it. Like, I'll get to the Minecraft one. Yeah. I, I just got to clear out. Um, I'm not sure Chester that the I Borderlands, Game of Thrones, and then Life is Strange. And then I'll get to... Uh, Minecraft. I just mm -hmm. finally picked up Life is Strange on the Winter's Tale mm -hmm. because it's all the way out now. I got all the Game of Thrones ones, but I don't know. I'm just feeling a little bit over the episodic stuff in general. I feel like that gap sort of kills my hype. Right. So by the time they come out, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, but if you wait till the end, like you did with Life is Strange, then it's not like you you have that gap. Then it's a lot easier to stay excited and just roll from one to the next. Right. So yeah. instead, I'm just going to play episodic games, not remotely episodically, and then it'll finally work out for yeah, me. That's, hmm. that, that's what we're all for. So yeah. I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a good time playing Tales from the Borderlands. This is my cool jacket, and yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I am not having a good time oh. playing Tharsis. Oh, I saw so your playing that, today on Steam. That game is really that just fun. Came out, right? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's it's not because I don't like the game. I love the game. Mm. It is just incredibly difficult. Um, I was trying to explain the game to Meg a oh. little while ago, and I said it's like FTL with cannibalism, but I'm going to amend that and say and also no aliens. Fair enough. So you play this uh, crew of astronauts who are on a mission to Mars. Halfway through the mission, there's an accident on the ship. So then you have to manage all of these accidents that are happening with your crew who are out of food and then make the 10-week journey to Mars. Can we, sorry, can we go back to the B-roll that you just played there again? Um, because it looks like Buzz Lightyear is one of your astronauts <laughs> in the top corner there. Is that Buzz Lightyear? The, oh, there he is again. There is, yeah. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> it does look like it's him. absolutely him. And, all, and also dice. So when you go to like fix a module, you need, you Good, roll dice you and like it? depending on what happens, you either get benefits or things work against you. And if your people are really hungry, you can kill an astronaut and everyone can resort to cannibalism to oh. eat them. To, because, and that's how you regenerate dice. So here's the, here's the moral conundrum there. Do you kill one of the astronauts way before they get starved and hungry? Because once they're starved and hungry, there's not enough meat on them for everyone else. Oh, nice. Do you just start killing the healthy astronauts? Right. Well, or, I mean, I think that's the way to do it. And also, do you just choose and you're like, smite? Or is it like a black dot? Or No, you choose. Uh, also, I like the, what, the fun, like li the lottery aspect the, there, of it. There are some negative parts to it as well. Like if an astronaut commits cannibalism and eats another astronaut, their maximum health is reduced. Oh, that's not fair. You yeah. don't actually yeah, lose maximum seem... health for eating other people. There's no moral health. There's well, everyone. according to Book of Eli, you get the shakes. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, well, look, that's Book of Eli. Hey, yeah. the Donner Party made it. Some of them. Some not of them. A small percentage, actually, of them. But they did. The rest can rest in pieces. That's right. And hey, they also helped. Delicious, other delicious, delicious pieces. pieces. Yes. Uh, Donner pieces. So it's a, it's a really fun game, and uh, I, I I'm I'm super enjoying it. But like I said, very frustrating. Mm, yeah. It, I'm I was gonna look it up, I and think, then I realized that I don't have the new Wi-Fi passwords on my laptop. So I can type it for it's, you. I'm gonna be. Oh, you can. Yeah. Just uh, log <sighs> in that, and I'll type it for you. So <laughs> it's uh it's out. I'm playing it on Steam on the PC, and I think it's out on PS4 as well. So it's it's worth it. What what was it like? Since it, since it just launched on Steam, I think it was like eight fifty or something. Oh, that's nice. So it's uh it's it's fairly affordable. Okay. I could totally see it as being like the type of game that we play for Game Club. Very cool. Um, it's it's definitely in that vein. If we're gonna talk about the games that we've been playing, uh, I've been 
Oh, sorry. I've been putting all my time toward playing Aladdin on Super Nintendo. I've decided after every AGDQ or SGDQ, I'm always like, I want to get into speedrunning. And I got serious enough about getting into Zelda speedrunning that I know a bunch of the strats, and I have a Famicom, and I have a Japanese 1.0 um, cartridge, which For is the only way. original Zelda? Um, it's A Link to the Past. Okay. Um, so I have all the stuff I need. The thing is about Zelda... You gotta, it's like a good speed run. It's like, I think the world record's like an hour and 40 something minutes or okay. whatever. You know what I mean? It's like a good long run. Mm -hmm. Then I saw an Aladdin run at AGDQ this year, and I was like, I know that game inside and out. And also, the world record, I just looked it up 16 minutes, 27 seconds, mm -hmm. or 24 seconds. Um, yeah, 16 minutes, 27 seconds, and 140 milliseconds. Uh, Precise. It's very. So I was like, I feel I feel this is enough. I get, I know the game enough well enough already that I don't feel that entry hump of, mm -hmm. of like overwhelming stuff. So um, Gavin and I have been speed running in our speed time and our in our spare time. Can't talk. Um, and right now our house record is twenty one minutes and fifty seconds. It's pretty good. Um, we have we've both not looked up any strats for like optimized routes or anything to the levels just to see how fast we could get. Now we're to the point where, bar one or two mistakes, we're pretty close to what. The way we're going now is probably the fast, like the fastest we can get that. So we're gonna have to start looking up strats. So now it's pro time. Yeah, no. So last night I started looking up how to ki kill Jafar quickly, the quick kill, as it were. Um, very difficult to do, but I'm about. I got I got to the second cycle of it and then screwed up. So yeah. we're gonna go. Well, the the problem I have, and I, I I think that's it's really smart for you to go with Aladdin because I know that with me if I was doing like Zelda, you know, where you said it was like an hour forty minutes, I would get like an hour and a half in, fuck it up, and be like, I just wasted ninety minutes for no reason. Can I just tell you that? Oh, he screwed up his bat cycle. What is this guy doing? Oh, he's fucking uh, it all up. You can't be grabbing the sides either. That kills your time. Um. Can I just tell you that speedrunners always talk about resets, resets, resets. Gavin and I will sit down, and who, the timekeeper is the person who's not playing. And then I will sit down, and I'll get to, like, stage three. And I'll be like, nope, fucked it up. And I'll just reset it. We'll reset probably – we probably reset last night 20 times. Wow. Because, you're, I mean, it's only 10 minutes of your time or whatever each time. But you just feel like, I've already screwed myself. There's no way I'm going to – this is even worth – Keeping going, mm -hmm. so just reset it. So you're playing on, I guess, by your reset motion. Yeah. You're playing on actual like yeah, SNES, SNES, like yeah. original hardware. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Reset it. If Love I was going to speed run well, something, <laughs> it would probably be missed. Mm. I wonder if you, it, just there's got to be a the, missed speed run. Oh well, it's easy. You just have to memorize the right code, and then you go get the last page, and you put it in the book, and you're done. Yeah, there you go. So it's like you can you could speed run miss and like. Missed speedrun, best <laughs> ending, a minute, 16 seconds. See, there yeah. you go, a minute, 16 seconds. That's my kind of speedrun. There's always something. Just skips the whole thing. Always a thing. I wonder if there's a seventh guest speedrun. I bet I could, I should look that up. I bet there's not. Um, I'm like the opposite of speedrunning. I like taking my time on a game. If I'm rushing through a game, I feel like I'm playing it wrong. Well, but it's it's never, you would never speedrun a game you'd never played before. Like, you definitely would only want to speedrun a game you've played a million times. So it's like you there's don't feel... There's also no game I want to play a million times. Really? No. Nope. Oh, there's, there's no game that's like that for me where I would spend my life just trying to play that one game better. <sighs> Interesting. I, just... I love replaying. Like, I play the same games over and over and over again. So I feel like... I'll play the same games maybe a couple of times, but it's always that whole big experience. And whenever I play them, I tend to play them the same way, uh, and it's usually completion-y. Yeah. I see Let's Plays for 7th Guest, but I don't see any speed runs. Guys, first speed run. Oh, shit, don't say it on the patch. Now everybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> you let your secret out. You can do it at, at a SGDQ, which is in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. I think the, it's the same time as RTX, myself. though. I'm a, I'm a mess. It is, uh, it's the same. I'd have to fly directly from RTX to right. SGDQ. And You'd miss the first bit. test your dedication. Yeah. No, definitely. You'd have to make a speed run ah, <laughs> out there to get there in time. To Minneapolis or wherever it is this year. I, th I think it is in, in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, yeah. yeah. Um, so very exciting stuff. Very excited to do that more and uh, keep resetting. And the best part, you were saying by my motion, it must be Super Nintendo. Gavin last night was like, I'd like to reset it. Wait, what do I do? I slide? Because his is completely different. It was Their different Super in the Nintendo UK? is like you. I think it's a button, a reset button. There were weren't there a couple revisions where, or a couple different models where some are like that. Um, the UK has it, and then Famicom I think also has a reset button, but uh, the US one is like a slide. Yeah, I know. Late in the life of the SNES, they released a revised version of it that looked all weird. I think it was like Angular or yeah. something. Uh, but I, I I don't remember. I never saw one in person. I didn't know anybody yeah, who owned weird. one. All I remember is the the classic. I never reset. had an yeah. SNES. I had an NES and then 64. But my best friend, mm. her older brother, had an SNES. So oh. 
We just played it in his room all the time. I had, it's totally sweet. Had, Suns, <laughs> Sunset Riders for life, yeah. <laughs> I had an SNES, and I, I, I got it for for Christmas, and I think that was probably the best Christmas present I ever oh, absolutely. received. Or the Christmas present I used the most. Absolutely. I played the shit out of that. I loved Our Super Nintendo was like the thing we used more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. At any other game system, I played Super Nintendo more than anything else. I think so. It, it might be close with the NES for me as well, but mm-hmm. I think I think the SNES would would edge it out. It was definitely, oh, is that the UK one? So Yeah, and it looks just like the Famicom. Which yeah, looks, that looks, looks like the same. Japanese one, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, interesting. They have their stupid colored controllers. So then, yeah, that's right. It's not, buttons. Yeah, it's not gray. They want our gray, bluish, yeah. So then I wonder if the the Super Famicom cartridges fit into the UK console because they were they were shaped they slightly this, differently yeah. i think they look su- they well their cartridges look completely different than ours ours are like super angular mm-hmm. and like the my super famicom's cartridges are all sort of like rounded yeah. edges and Makes i wonder if they fit I, gavin has i got him a super a uk super nintendo for christmas the first year we were together so we have a famicom or super famicom a super nintendo and then his super nintendo the uk you should, you should see if really... it fits i'm really curious huh I'm yeah really no curious. totally yeah, yeah. You got him some really sweet Aladdin art too, didn't you? He got me. Uh, he made go. Aladdin art for me. Yeah, Aww. of our favorite passcode in the game. No joke. It was like, it was like the like not to be gushy, but it was like the moment we knew we were meant for each other. Was we were at my apartment and we were playing Aladdin on Super Nintendo, and I was like, "Oh man, uh, <laughs> Genie Jafar Aladdin Boo, It's the best passcode." And he was like, "It's my, it's my favorite passcode." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I know that. And it was, so he made me an art that has Genie Jafar Aladdin and Boo, and it's so cute. Yeah. Oh, well, look at What's you. Uh, well, I, I hope that you refine your technique and that Thank we you. see you. I want uh, that Jafar quick kill. I want a bad. Yeah. On the subject of playing games, I am actually replaying a game right now. I'm replaying Psychonauts. In oh, celebration okay. of it, just get in, in celebration of the sequel getting funded, I went back because I bought Psychonauts on Steam a little while back. And um, I mean, for those who I guess aren't familiar with it, it's a, it's a like an action platforming game from uh, 2000. I don't know, 2006, 2007-ish? Yeah, it was PS2 era. I played it on, it was PS2 and Xbox and I think PC. And I was always, I always thought it was criminal that it wasn't released on GameCube. I would had convinced myself that this game would have sold amazing on GameCube because it's this very cute, cartoony sort of style. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know that GameCube had 4% market share. <laughs> and so I, can, I had convinced myself that Sega, if they had only put it out on GameCube, this game would have been a success oh. because it uh, commercially never quite reached its potential, I think. But uh, Double Fine just crowdfunded a sequel. And so we've been trying to get a sequel for like eight, nine years now. It ends on the perfect note to launch it into a series. And it's the perfect kind of game for it too because uh, you go into people's minds. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're a kid. Raz, have you guys played it? Mm-hmm. I've never played it. Okay, so you're a kid, Raz, and you sneak into a psychic summer camp. And then you go into people's minds and you make them better, basically. You take care of their emotional baggage, literally. There's the actual trunks and purses and all that stuff all over the place. And you, like, fix what's wrong in their brain that's making them crazy. But every mind is super, super different. So you have... One that's like, uh, it looks like a board game. And you have another one that's a theater. And another one that's a blacklight poster version of the running of the bulls. And so on and so forth. So every person, based on their personality, has a really different mind. And that makes a very different level. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's perfect for, you know, like I would play Psychonauts potentially. I could see being episodic. Because every brain can just be super different. Hmm. So you said you're what, what platform did you say you were playing it on? Is it right on now I'm playing it on PC because it's on Steam and so, it actually I think probably visually held up best on PC. I saw that uh, Tim Schafer announced that they're going to re-release Psychonauts on the PS4 this spring. So oh, that's I don't, awesome. yeah, I don't know if that means that they're going to give it a graphic overhaul or if it's just going to look the same. Yeah, like I'm, I was really happy to see that just because I it's the kind of game that I wish more people would play. It's a lot of fun and it's super cute and just very, it looks like it was fun to make and it's fun to play. It's not without its problems. A lot of people hold it up as the the holy grail of of all gaming everywhere. You know, we do like, like people who are fans of Firefly. You just, right. You just love everything about it, even though it, there are, you know, it's not Definite perfect. Problems, yeah. Uh, in this case, a camera is a big problem, but 
it's so much fun that it's just absolutely worth it. So if more people can get a chance to play it, yeah. I'm fully I, on board. I feel like I, I missed out. People talk about this game a lot. And for some reason, it's just something that I never played when it came out. So I think when it re-releases on the PS4, I'm hoping to, to play it and get into it. That way I can be prepped for James Willem's performance as, yeah. uh, as Toilet 4. <laughs> toilet number 4. Yeah, Toilet number 4. I, uh, no, this is a game where I watched someone else play, but I would love to sit down and actually get to like dig in myself. If you like collectibles... There are so many collectibles in this game. There are so many. I had forgotten how many different collectibles of different types. There's arrowheads, and then there's all the luggage, and then there's all these figments of the imagination that you can collect in every level, and there's just so many different things. I'm pretty sure I 100%ed it the first time I played it years and years ago, and I seem to recall it driving me up the fucking wall to do that. <laughs> I did it anyway, like just but it was, yeah, I was, you get to the point where you're just angry. Yeah, mm. I'm not a fan of collectibles to begin with, so that sounds kind of intimidating. I was just thinking that. Me. I was like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of collectibles, except for the only exception I can think of is the Chim Pokemon in, uh, oh, in, in the Stick, Stick of Truth. Truth. Yeah. I, every time I saw one, I was like, oh, Chim Pokemon. Every I think, time. I think it mostly comes down to achievements, mm. and mm. that kind of thing is what it really nets you. Mm. I Maybe I'm off, and I'm sure the internet can correct me if so. I don't recall there being anything really super exclusive for getting all the 100%, except that you... You did it. You you did it. Yeah. You have bragging rights. Right, exactly. It's not as uh, it's not as concrete as the other game I just 100%, which was Guacamelee. Mm. Oh, nice. I, I saw back. you playing that quite a bit on Steam. I was. I So I went back. I started from the beginning, because when I'd been playing it before, I played it. I got really close to the end, and then I took a break and just never went back. And mm -hmm. then by the time I tried to go back, it was at the end of the game, I'd forgotten every single move and was just super frustrating. So I started the whole thing over again yeah. on the new version, no less. Super Turbo Deluxe Edition or whatever? Yeah. Super Turbo Championship Edition, I think something is what it like is. That. It's just something yeah. stupid. But every, uh, Yeah, the whole time I was playing Shadowrun Hong Kong, I kept seeing it. You pop up in my Steam like, Ashley is now playing. Yeah, Ashley, you're wrecking your body when I was playing wrecking my Shadowrun. Playing Shadowrun. <laughs> I don't, okay, wait, explain this to me. It's not very video games related, but how did this happen? Um, oh, it's video games related. It is. I was playing Shadowrun Hong Kong, but I was playing on my laptop on a coffee table because my laptop was just there. I was like, oh, I'll just sit down on the floor and play there. And I didn't sit on the cushion. I just sat on my concrete floors for like eight or ten hours straight. Wow. Playing Shadowrun. Did you not expect to be sitting that long when you started? You were like, I'll just play a little bit? Yeah. Or, or it's like one of those like, things where it's just like, you're just playing, you're just playing like, oh shit, I like, haven't eaten. And uh, it's been, okay, okay. it's been a long time. Because I would think you would set like a PC if you're going to do like an extended game. Right. It was, it was like, yeah. it was like, oh, you know, um, I got nothing to do. There's nothing on TV. Oh, my laptop's right here. I'll just sit down and play for a little while and then I'll go do something else. Mm. I didn't know sitting on a flat, hard surface could do that. It's the second time it's done it for me. Wow. Yeah. So just be careful. I think, so well, I mean, it, so I talk about the Sunday when I did this a lot. The Saturday, the day before on Saturday, I had also sat down there and played oh. quite a bit. So that's why the laptop so was there to begin with. your butthole. My butthole was primed for, <laughs> yeah. for hemorrhoids. Mm. It was, so, yeah. So I, anyway, yes. while I was injuring myself, I saw you were playing Guacamelee the whole time. Yeah, well, I got in a little bit over my head with Guacamelee because uh, when I was playing through the first time, I didn't know about this whole hidden area called El Infierno. <laughs> it's hell. And it turns out the devil's a chicken. But in any case, there's these 17 different <coughs> challenges, and they each have different metrics for success. So you just complete it, do whatever, you get a bronze medal. If you do it in this time or get this many things, you get a silver medal. And if you get this other one that's really fucking hard, then you get a gold medal. And part of 100%ing the game is to get a gold medal in every single one. Oh, yeah. So there was, like, some of them were easy. It's get a this many combo fight, whatever. And sometimes that's just a matter of going through it until the one dude flies in the right direction to hit the other dude and keeps your combo going as opposed to jumping across the screen and, oh, took too much time, combo's gone. Or the hardest one probably is one where you have to, like, throw a chicken through this whole huge obstacle course and into a grinder at the end. Oh, You get to eat a chicken burger at the end? No, you don't get to eat the chicken burger. Someone else is going to eat the chicken oh, okay. burger. You're the delivery boy. Okay, okay. Um. And you have to get it through this entire this entire obstacle course in two minutes <clears throat> to get it. The first time I went through that course, 20 minutes. Would mm. you say that you had to speed run the course? Oh. It, I, <laughs> that, more than anything, is an argument for me never doing it again. 
Never. It was awful. It took hours and hours just for that one. So I was doing so many of those challenges all up at the end that I have to walk away. I just had to walk away. Yeah. And then also cramps. (laughs) And then come back and then I could get like collect my zen and do it again and usually i could do the first or second time when i came back and i wasn't furious Mm. i totally feel i feel like i'm almost like cracking the super nintendo controller in half when you're trying to skip the cutscenes, you're like mashing the start button so hard it like creaks Mm -hmm. and it makes me so worried for the controller i I do want to make a a, address a couple of tweets here uh so if you have any comments and you're watching the live stream you can tweet us uh, hashtag the patch um who is this dave crow uh crowbo 360 says SNES and Famicom carts weren't compatible, but you could you could buy a converter to make it work. I, I think I just want to clarify: we were talking about UK yeah, SNES, SNES and whether or not because they look different. Uh, just to see, and someone sent us a picture of their Irish uh, SNES, and yeah, I mean it, it looks like a Famicom. It says PAL version on it. Yeah, that's Gav says that as well. Also, yeah, did so you get this used? Thanks, Garvin, did, you, did you get your your um, your Irish one used or something? Did you put stickers on that shoe? What did you do? With I that assume poor this box? thing's over twenty years old. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it needed. I mean, where did the stickers all come from? I, I mean, I, I can see kids say? putting stickers on it. I'd get I my love ass Richard and Judy. Beat if I put a sticker on one of my consoles. And, uh, oh yeah, there was no messing with the hardware. There no was someone way. else here. Oh, that's uh, someone else said that we should put uh, Psychonauts in the cylinder of selection. Who was oh, that? I Penguin would absolutely Gamer. nominate that. And then one more, uh, Akamaru zero one zero one says, if you check the speedrun.com leaderboard. A twenty-minute run on Aladdin is around twentieth place. Ah! So if you uh, if you get down, nobody with- tell Gavin because Gavin's at twenty-one fifty, and he doesn't need any more. He no joke. Last night he beat me. Mine was twenty-two even in sixty-six milliseconds, and uh, Gavin was going to Jafar. He was at twenty-one minutes, and I was like, "You're never gonna get it." He beat it at twenty-one fifty because time ends the last time you hit Jafar. He did like a little like. Like a this dance where he like kicked around uh-huh. and like Gavin did. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he turned he Russian around my den just to like rub it in my face. So he doesn't need any more. I never bolstering. thought Gavin would be the t- type for a victory dance, but I can't say I'm sad. Gavin and I have been where years ago. Oh, I see it. Yeah, we were super competitive about. I think it was. It was a Super Mario game on the 3DS. I don't know if it was like New Super Mario Brothers. or It was one of the ones that had multiplayer. You could play against each other. And Gavin and I, oh, it, might, it was I actually might have been the DS. I don't even think it was a 3DS. Anyway, whatever. I'm getting sidetracked. We would play multiplayer so much against each other. I remember one year at San Diego Comic-Con, we were in a hotel room after the show was over. And we just kept playing and playing and playing. And at one point... I beat him and I got so excited, I ripped my shirt off and started <laughs> running and screaming around the hotel room because it was like such a close game. And he's, if you ask him about it, he'll still talk about yeah. it. He's like, that was, it was really intense. It was so, it was so bizarre. He loves that. Yeah. So his time, I've got the official leaderboard here. It's interesting that the first uh, place is on an emulator, but uh, yeah. I thought those didn't count. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm surprised they're all together. Um, but even with the emulator scores, Gavin's time of 21 minutes and 50 seconds put a, puts him at number 21 in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should really be recording this record is it, what yeah. it sounds like to me. You guys should stream that stuff. Yeah. I want we to have, so we have like a whole channel that we, need we don't a, use. You need a special card to stream from a SNES. So, um, and actually, believe it or not, Ray was helping me buy the card when mm. I was thinking I was going to f- stream for my Super Famicom. So I got to get it because I, I definitely want to stream it. It's been a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Let sure. me uh, let me read this thing right yeah. here. Want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Blue Apron. You need to know how to cook. Not only do you feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Blue Apron has you covered. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow easy step-by-step instructions. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your dietary preferences, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like roast pork and white pizza right in your own kitchen. Cook with ingredients you've never used before, like watermelon radishes, farro. I don't even know what that is. Farro? Farro? F-A-R-R-O? And purple potatoes. I'm pretty uh, sure I've only heard of it because of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> and right recipes now. are between 500 to 700 calories per portion. Delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash the patch. That's blueapron.com slash the patch. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, and you know, so that's how I discovered celeriac or like celery root was through Blue Apron. They sent me some in one of the dishes and now I fucking love that stuff. Mm. It was like I forget what the dish was. I think it was like a... A grilled chicken and kale salad with pickled uh, celeriac or celery root. 
And I was like, oh my God, this stuff is so good. Last last night I wasn't, yesterday I wasn't feeling well. So Gav was like, I'll make you, I'll make you food. What would you like? And I said, I'd like a grilled cheese. And Gavin goes, yeah, it's in the oven, right? Here, uh, do, do, do. and off he goes to the oven. And I'm like, oh no, you don't know how to make a grilled cheese. I, I would have <laughs> loved you, to have seen that. Did you let him make one? No, he said in England, he got to our oven. He's like, where's the drawer? Because I guess in England, they have a drawer at the top, like a broiler at the oh. top of their oven where it goes and you put your halves of your sandwich there and it's like a toaster oven. Oh, okay. And okay. then you smush them together. So, um, okay, that sounds slightly less ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hilarious. He's like, yeah, you make that in the oven, right? And I was like, can I tweet that, please? <laughs> <laughs> so good. We should have a cooking show with Gavin where it's like he would be hilarious. Yeah. Make and then just name simple things. Just say just see, name yeah. it and see what it's, it's, unless it's pasta and pasta and canned pasta sauce. He's in over his head. Although made a hell of a grilled cheese last night. We'll right. say after some guidance and a lot well, of if laughter. You're, if you're like Gavin and you can't even make a grilled cheese, yeah, you can still you do can blue apron. Blue apron. And you can read. And, you got it. Yeah, you can. You can look at pictures. It's yeah. got easy step by step oh, pictures. It's really handy. Hmm. I love it. I love stuff like that. Because yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I definitely want to dive into that stuff. Um, so getting back to the topic mm. of, of video games. Uh, I, I, I got to admit, I have forgotten about The Division. It, I think it looks so interesting. I feel like it's not getting any love. Yeah, I felt like I was I super excited when it came out. And then I, like they released this trailer today. And I was like, oh, right. That's coming out in less than two months. March 8th. I had to look it up. And uh, the trailer still is really cool. And I think this is a game that I would love to play. And it's going to be here soon. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. A lot of people were very down at it. Like Ashley said, it got delayed. Um, I think a lot of people have just kind of written it off. But this this had, and I was worried about it, this had like kind of a Dead Island trailer for me. The um, They had a, a trailer... Maybe it was from E3, perhaps before, mm, of like mm-hmm. the family. You can tell the daughter dies first, then the wife dies, and then the husband kills himself. And like, it was this really cool emotional trailer. And I thought, oh God, please don't be a dead island where the trailer is more interesting than the whole game. I think that was a reveal trailer, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? I don't know. Can we look it up? It's a trailer of like a, it's sort of like an empty apartment. It like a camera pans around the empty apartment. It was a very cool trailer, whatever it was. Yeah, the game looks cool, but yeah. I do feel like. The hype on it has slipped a little bit, mm-hmm. just because this is this is what third delay. It's easy to forget that it's actually coming out because mm-hmm. it's been coming out and then not coming out. So, do you think many also times. maybe it's a, a side effect of like post holidays? Like it hasn't been hyped because they've been pushing their holiday stuff, and now that we're through Christmas and we're into the new year, it's like yeah. okay, now hopefully we'll start seeing more marketing for it and like we'll start getting more messaging about it. Yeah, there were so many games that slipped out of this past holiday to February or to March that it seems like there's there should almost be no downtime. But it's actually been kind of a quiet month so far in terms of marketing. You're not hearing a lot of statements from any of the game mm-hmm. companies. Nothing is really coming out, even though they do have games coming out pretty soon. And nobody... Like, I couldn't tell you the full list of what's coming out between now and March. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've, I've heard about the division that um, division, division that made me nervous is there was an interview. I believe it was at E3. Now I have no clue. Um, I've hit my head since then. But it was a, someone talking about if you are by yourself, it's, much, it's, it's very much a group game. So if you're by yourself, you can go and get supplies, but you're not going to want to to wander far because you'll quickly be overwhelmed. And that worries me because of. I like to play games by myself. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I find it difficult to coordinate extended periods of time to play with people. Like I feel like I'd show up, be like, we play for 10 minutes, be like, oh shit, something came up, uh, I gotta put it down. And mm-hmm. then I just leave my friends hanging. That's one of the reasons that I got out of MMOs in general is it takes like an hour to get an activity going. Mm-hmm. And by then I was like, I don't want, I'm not, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, and then and you, if you know if you're doing like MMO stuff like raids, it's like if you're the raid master, you have to be super strict about it. Like if you if you don't show up on time or you're a minute late, it's like you're booted or you're demoted to like another raid group. And because mm-hmm. just because if one person's late, it's like you're fucking it up for everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, this, th- is, this it. is the trailer. What what does it say? Uh, what trailer this is or when it was released? Oh, I do remember this Cinematic trailer. trailer? The, the, uh, this time lapse. Yeah. Of the kid this being is a- sick. Twenty fourteen, which the, I think is when they announced it. Yeah, this yeah. Is, might God, be this might be, yeah this so could old. be their E three announced trailer. It's definitely sad, but I will also say this doesn't look much like gameplay. Yeah, well, well it's, I it's, it's not a gameplay trailer. It's like a 
an emotional trailer, but this also doesn't look like the emotions I would expect to be getting from The Division based on the gameplay. If I recall, they showed this, but then they also showed a yeah. gameplay session. I'm doing air quotes because it was a simulated gameplay yeah. where the people were going around and uh, pretending like, to play the here's, game. Here's yeah. what we would expect the game to play like. Right. Yeah, this is, and like their, the Dead Island trailer is was also not a gameplay trailer. This is very much a cinematic trailer. But then the, you're right, they did have the, like, hey, let's go out. And oh no, there's the guys, flank them on the right. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But still looked really cool. I, I, I'm still hyped as fuck for this game. The, the Dead Island trailers are funny because I really like all the Dead Island trailers. I don't give a shit about the games, but I love the trailers. The most recent one with the guy who's running. Jogging. Uh, yeah. Jogging yeah. and slowly everyone behind him turns into a zombie is one of my favorite game trailers of all time. Really? I will never play the game, but yep. I really enjoyed the trailer. I don't think you'll play the game because I think it got yeah, canceled, it got right? Canceled. Well, well there we go. Taken away from, <laughs> it got taken away from Deep Silver or from Crytek or whoever the hell was working on it. From. That's how little I care. <laughs> but no, the but trailer I love that trailer cool. too. <laughs> no, that was, a, that, was, that was probably my favorite trailer that came out of that E3. I think that was 2014. Mm, if that was the same one where... I, I was like all Sunset Overdrive for a while. I was about to say I really enjoyed Sunset, the Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive trailers as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that I'd say favorite favorite, but it was definitely up there. Mm -hmm. The Sunset Overdrive ones. I, I just Sunset Overdrive was like the right amount of humor and like I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was like very explosiony, but also like self-referential. I just I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to date, that's still one of my favorite games on Xbox One because mm -hmm. it's just fun and it's ridiculous and it's it knows exactly what it is. Yeah, and it doesn't pretend to be anything else. The fact that in one of the DLCs, like the final boss is their community manager, is like okay, maybe taking a little bit far, but it, that gives you an you know an idea of how seriously they take yeah. the game, which is not too much. They're, my favorite was they uh, when they made fun of Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, with the uh, the you they, can, um, it was right when the Assassin's Creed announced you couldn't oh, play as a woman, right, and they right, were right. like, "You can even be a woman," and it was like an, an Assassin's Creed hood. My favorite thing that to do in that game was just every time I saw someone who could do character customization, I just always changed my character. Yeah, you're saying you were always different. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's a character customization. Okay, great. I'm changing everything about my character now. We're gonna be totally <laughs> oh, different. Division was 2013. Wow. Oh, announced. So maybe it, maybe that was my favorite trailer from that E3. Wow. Who knows? That's crazy. No, wait. Yeah, fuck it. I don't know. It was a great trailer. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited that it's finally it's finally coming out. This is a game I've been looking forward to a long time. But I share the same fear that I, I don't know if I'll have time to commit to playing extended sessions with friends. And I don't even know, like, how many people do you have mm -hmm. to play with? You know, exactly how this mechanic's going to work. Yeah. So, so, so they're still... Well, it's, are, it's, as, as, are, are as blessed as the achievement hunters who have a built-in group of men to play with all the time. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume four is probably what you're looking at. It is, it is a uh, you know in that like Tom Clancy line, and unless you are Splinter Cell, then four seems to be like what you need. Mm -hmm. hmm. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play Rainbow Six with less than four. Yeah, I think all the demos that they've done have well, been four or Ghost Recon. Yeah, Gavin Dan have been playing Rainbow Six. Just them two. Oh yeah, what's the new Rainbow Six like? I, I'm sorry, I keep in my brain Rainbow Six was like stopped at, at um at three. Yeah, and, well Black uh, Arrow. Um, yeah, they've seemed to have a lot of fun, but I don't know if to, they said some matches, they would just be like immediately overwhelmed. Yeah. Again, I think that's, that's definitely in that game. You need to know everyone you're playing with. You need yep. to have like a squad. If you just show up with a bunch of randos, you're, you're not going to make it. Mm -mm. So, uh, it, I don't know. That's a fun game. It's not perfect, but so if you've got a couple of friends to play with, it's fun. It looks like, um, so, uh, Peter Hayes. F1 on Twitter uh, just posted a, a picture of the difference between the NTSC SNES and the PAL SNES, and it looks like the, the cartridges, the inside, are quite different. The number of pins they have and the shape. There's actually, there's gaps. Here we go. There's gaps in the PAL SNES, yeah. so, and there's not uh, in the NTSC SNES. Right, but what I'm well, most curious about is, what does the PAL SNES look like compared to the Japanese SNES? Well, but I think like, that, that, that top, as that oh. SFC one, is that the... the the, yeah, Super, Super Famicom. Famicom. Got it. Oh, so those oh, two. Oh, so okay. they are very different. Oh, so they took the shape for the Palace NES, but then they took the pins from the yeah. North American. I wonder if that means I could take an SFC cartridge and shove it in my North American one, because it looks like the same number of pens, and it doesn't really matter if the end shape matches or not. Oh, there's notches, though. Probably not. Here's the thing. No matter what I say on this, I'm never going to put something that doesn't belong in the other one. Yeah. I'm never going to be like, I wonder if clonk, clonk, Well, like, clonk. like someone said, I'm sure there's a converter or something, yeah. you, or some kind of attachment. I just bought all the systems. Mm -hmm. I just, why not?
It was on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Nobody oh, cares about them anymore. There was that weird new benefit on Amazon for Prime members. Did you see that? Yeah, so Where, you can you get 20% off. If you pre-order or buy a physical copy of a video game within two weeks of its release, you get 20% off that video game if you're what? a Prime member. That's awesome. But what interested me was the, the verbiage. It was select <clears throat> all games. And it's like, wait, select games or all games? You need to... Yeah, select all games. Like it's not, uh, it's not uh, both of those things. That's so we need what that know message what that in is. the Slack chat. Yeah, I was, I was like, I couldn't find the the root of the joke, and I was like, I bet it was funny. Yeah, we were we were discussing it, trying to figure out if that many was all games or just some games because their official verbiage was so confusing. Yeah, yeah, and even if you look at like their about this program or mm-hmm. like their FAQ for it, it's like it takes you to another page with like no background it's just like a couple of questions it's really weird like they very quickly put it together and then just kind of launched it and you don't even see the special or the discounted price until you're in the checkout process weird well i'll buy the division physical copy screw it yeah but i mean i wish i mean obviously it's amazon they want to ship you something i wish it also applied to digital do they though that's one of the i wonder if their um if their profit margin on physical copies is much higher because if they have the exact same profit margin, you think they would also want to push digital because it saves them on shipping costs. Yeah, but the, I don't, yeah they, they could sell you the code or something, right? Right, exactly. I don't know. So, which, which happens. Like, that's how you buy a lot of stuff is you buy a code and they just email you the code, whatever, you redeem it, it's fine. That seems like a much, much cheaper option. So there must be a difference in what they make off the two different types. They, or they might just see it as a benefit. Like, it's a good enough benefit that they'll get enough prime customers sign up and then buy other things to offset mm-hmm. it. It might be a, it might be a loss leader for them just to get more prime signups. Mm. But uh, it's cool. I mean, it makes me actually want to go back and try out physical media. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? well, every game's 12 bucks cheaper. Yeah, it's 20% off. That, I mean, that adds up if you play a lot does, of games. Really it does. does. Although then I have to worry about things like keeping an eye on where my discs are. Yesterday I found my Dragon Age Inquisition disc in a rock band case, so... Oh, yeah. I can't I do never that. Keep track. Shit annoys me to no end. Gavin always does that. I am constantly opening something and being like, "What is this doing in here?" I'm like the person who's like, "I don't have the case. Where is the yeah. case?" And I'll walk around with the CD until I find the case. I just keep a big binder uh, with all of my games. That's and then what just he. Put and I was like, "What is this 1990s bullshit with your, your CD well, little like it's, notebook?" It's, I don't want to keep the case. It's a lot more compact when you That's do a binder. You guys should be. You should live together. Hey, Gavin. Bernie had has- enough of it. Esther and I will wear cool jackets and have a good time. <laughs> Bernie also has a binder. Oh, my God. I got the binder but, idea from Bernie. Oh, <laughs> but my his, God. His is like a time capsule, though, because he does everything digital now. And any of the more recent physical copies we just have in their cases. So this binder is like games from the 90s. Just frozen in time. Yeah, it is. It's flipping through it, and I can smell the LAN party on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got I think... You know, when the Xbox One first came out, I didn't grasp the idea of digital. So I bought Dead Rising 3 physical copy when I bought my Xbox One. So it's the only physical Xbox One game I own. Because I got home and I was like, oh, why did I do that? I could have just bought this digitally. I think there are some games that we ended up buying physical copies of early on before they started doing preloading or anything like that. Because we just couldn't deal with the server load the second the Mm. game comes out. All the servers are on their knees as everyone tries to download it and play at the same time. It's just, it was just not an efficient setup. Now that there's preloading, you don't worry about it. You just go, oh, I, yeah, no, that's out. And you just start start playing immediately. Or you can Perfect. I don't even think about enter it. codes or redeem stuff from your phone. Like I've done that before, like on my PS4 mm-hmm. or my Xbox One, where it's like, oh, I, I, want to, I want to play that game when I get home. And I'll like buy it and then you know start the download from my phone. Then I get home, I'm like, all right, it's all done. Can you I do that if it's part. off? Does it have to stay on? If the, ex- the Xbox have low One, power mode, right? if you're in low power mode, it'll work. For the PS4, you have to designate. If you have multiple PS4s, you have to designate one as like your master yeah. PS4, and then it'll automatically you it, you can push the download to that. You can tell it download now. Do you have to designate a home Xbox One as well? I don't know. I've uh, never started a remote download on Xbox One. There, you you must thought, you okay. must because it it does it only downloads to the correct one in my house so I must have mm-hmm. at one point I just don't remember okay we've process. got we've got one of those first world problems where we've got an Xbox One in the bedroom and in the living room I don't know what's my home console interesting because <sighs> everything is Gavin's home console and I only have mine that automatically logs me in everything else is like hello Gavin and I'm like 
no, oh, everything yeah, logs. You're stupid. Everything logs Bernie in too. Yeah, <laughs> but I just I just kick him out unless I want to use his Netflix. And it's the, yeah, it's the riskiest thing because a I'm using your Netflix, which never goes well, and b you're probably doing something on your Xbox, and now I'm kicking you off. Oh, trust me, I'm trying. I try and screw up Bernie's Netflix recommendations <laughs> so often. He'll log in and say, "Why are there romantic comedies on here?" And I say, <laughs> <laughs> "You give an evil laugh for it." Oh, we gotta yes. stop kicking the table. I'm sorry, studio crew. No, you can keep taking kicking the table. Just don't <laughs> kick the mic. <laughs> Uh, I got one more thing to read here. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Trunk Club. Don't waste a second of the new year in a crowded mall. With Trunk Club, you can make your 2016 your most stylish year yet. And the best part is you won't have to do any of the work yourself. Trunk Club takes the hassle out of shopping by finding the best clothes for you and your style. You look like a million bucks and will always have the perfect clothes for the season. At trunkclub.com slash the patch, you answer simple questions about your style, preferences, and size, and you're assigned an expert stylist. Your stylist will handpick clothes from the best premium brands, just approve of what you like, and send back what you don't like. Trunk Club also offers locations in LA, Chicago, Dallas, DC, New York City, where you can meet one on one with your personal stylist. Uh, just like that, a trunk arrives at your doorstep filled with handpicked clothes that are perfect for you. Try them on, keep what you like, easily return what you don't in their prepaid trunk. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. You only pay for the clothes you keep from your trunk. No hidden charges, just great clothes. It's a brand new year full of possibility, and with Trunk Club, you'll start the year off looking great in clothes picked just for you. Get started today, and Trunk Club will style you for free, plus free shipping both ways. Only pay for the clothes you keep. To take advantage, go to trunkclub.com slash thepatch. That's trunkclub.com slash thepatch for a trunk filled with clothes that you'll love wearing. Thank you, Trunk Club, for keeping us looking good. Um... And don't feel left out if you're not in one of those cities that doesn't have a stylist. They don't have one in Austin. I did fine. Yeah, they have one nearby. She's in Dallas. Yeah, but it's not local. Whatever. Yeah. Internet. She did a good job. I talked to her all the time. Was it Jesse? Ooh, it might be. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She emailed, me. <laughs> she emailed me today, so let's find out. Do, do, do. Go in my email. Don't have the Wi-Fi. She's, she's the me, too. Hold on. Now do, I'm going to look at my email. She's the only one I know, so hopefully it is her and I don't look like an idiot. Stop Never. asking me for the password. Um, While you look that up, I'll... Ah, Jesse Lewis? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, what up, Jesse? Shout out to Jesse. Shout out to Jesse. Sorry I sent everything back on my last try. <laughs> it's all about trying stuff. Yeah. So, speaking of things that are Meg-related... Yeah. Crypto the Necrodancer is uh, is coming out uh, for PS4 and Vita. I saw it when I went to PSX. They had a little setup there, and they were showing Vita. it off. Did they have a dance pad as well? They had the dance pad. You can hook up the pad to the PS4 version. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. And uh, it's coming out February second, so here really soon. Such every a now great and again, game. I go back in and I play this for a couple of levels, and every single time the music is in my head the entire day. The music on it is fantastic. So great. I've left the dance pad here because people kept using it, and I was like, nah, screw it. I have they they sent two, so I was like, <laughs> I'll just leave. It's, it's in the conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe nobody's used it in a while, but boy, is it a fun game. It was really fun. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I guess for those who out. don't know what it is, because you didn't watch our game club, it's a rhythm-based like dungeon, dungeon crawler. crawler. Dungeon yeah. crawler. It's, um, yeah, it's... So you move to the beat. If you move to the beat, you gain like attack bonuses and, and benefits. And yes. moving... moving Onto monsters is how you attack them, but you have to do it with the right timing because if you do it when they're moving, then they're the ones who attack you instead. It's like it's, it's a very unique mechanic. It's, it's very so unique, and it's fun. so much fun. And uh, there is an optional dance pad. I actually, I've aside from when we tried it that one time, I just do it with a normal keyboard, and I I'm probably much 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 better at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's really easy to pick up and. Within a minute or two, you say, oh, okay, I've got this. And then you just go from there. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. So if you haven't played it, I mean, and you have a Vita or PS4, definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah. It was, it was, one, of my, it was one of my favorite Game Club games that we've, we've played just because it was something different. So unique. And, and it, it, I thought it worked Very really unique. well. I was really happy to see them at, uh, at yeah. PSX. That's awesome. It's like, oh, I played your game. I liked it. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah. I do like it when I see a lot of, like, indie games that are... That they've they've been out on PC for a while. They've done really well. They've built a following, and then they end up releasing to the consoles as well. I just like seeing how long that lifespan of games can go. That they continue rolling out to new platforms and finding new audiences and new audiences over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Very very cool. I think I I originally met those guys in 2013 at yeah 2013 at PAX. Mm. So 
at the indie booth, the the indie games mega booth mm-hmm. or whatever they do. So like it, it's awesome that in 2016 they're still like you said coming so, out three years later. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's kind of the same way with uh, Spy Party for me. I saw those guys forever ago at Seattle, uh, PAX Prime in Seattle, mm-hmm. and it's the same way. It's like the, I've seen that game grow and go through like graphic changes and overhauls and. Uh, just continue to grow by word of mouth. And that's also a really fun game as well. I don't think we've ever talked about that. I don't, about Spy Party in yeah. the past. But yeah, it's, it it's a cylinder. fun game. It's it's weird in that you would have to... I mean, real, ideally, you would play against someone else who you talk to, like a friend. Yeah. That's that's the way it makes the most sense. We'd almost have to like coordinate that and uh, and coordinate like play sessions with each other. Mm. But that's a, that, that's, that's a really fun game. I played it with uh, Jordan a few times. Yeah. Very Very frustrating. Um, so uh, I, I had forgotten about this game and I saw that the sequel finally got a release date. Uh, I guess Homefront 2 or Homefront the Revolution is coming out in May, on May 17th. Isn't that the one where it changed developers or something? Oh, did it? Yeah, I think so. So the, um, yeah, the, it was, that was, it might've been another, was that a Deep Silver published game or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Deep Silver. I think, um, I think the first Homefront might've been THQ. And I think after they went away, uh, that's why it, it changed hands. The first Homefront, I thought it was a great premise. They had some really good ads and marketing material. But I, I, I don't remember that game at all. I remember playing it. I know I beat it. But I remember just kind of being underwhelmed by it and not really remembering much more than it. So I'm curious to see if they're able to, um, to improve on it or do anything different now with the sequel. It's a similar premise where North Korea has defeated the United States and is occupying it. And I think this sequel takes place in Philadelphia as people are trying to live with the occupation and, and um, create a resistance. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, one of the things I like about this franchise in general is that it's cool to see something you don't normally find in shooter games, which is the U.S. has been invaded. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the premise of every shooter is the U.S. is invaded somewhere. You're the hero. Go yeah. get him. And it? this is... You've been invaded. You're losing your home territory. The U.S. is no longer yours. There was a Call of Duty where you fought in the U.S. as people were invading. Was it Black Ops 2? No. Modern what? Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, you had to to fight. It's been a long time since I played that game. But yeah, it's rare. So what you're thinking of is Crytek sold... sold it in 2014 Mm. well so it was under so before that it was under thq then thq said they were going to develop it then they folded Mm -hmm. Mm. then it went to crytek and then crytek uh sold it to coke media yes uh which is the parent company of deep silver so it's had kind of a long and winding journey through the entire industry the first game came out in 2011 uh so it's you know almost almost five years later for the sequel which is I mean, that's a really long time. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's it's finally coming out. Hopefully, hopefully they did a good job. I don't know. I, I haven't heard too much about the game. Yeah, it doesn't seem... I mean, I don't know. Because we haven't heard anything, it doesn't seem promising to me. When yeah. you don't hear anything, it's never like a good sign. Well, some, in the end, then conversely, sometimes you hear a lot about a game and that's that true. falls flat too that's as well. That's very true. So There's a lot know. of ways a game can suck and you can see it coming and... We just don't we know yet. Know. We don't have enough information. We never know. Um, another bit of news. I've never played... Metal Gear on the PC, but I guess uh, Metal Gear Online for the PC finally launched, uh, when was it, the 12th? Well, and then yeah, yesterday. got shut down. And then immediately got shut down because players figured out how to circumvent the microtransactions. So uh, I, it was it was an open Long beta. Long live PC piracy. <laughs> it was an open beta where people could opt in to, obviously it's an open beta, uh, and I guess it's it's offline again as they try to work out those bugs and, and make a, a, a fun experience. Oh, you big glitches. Bug. So, That's a pretty big bug. Whoops, where uh, people are getting our shit for free. I only played the online aspect of Metal Gear a few times, despite the fact I think uh, Phantom Pain might have been the game I played most in 2015. Uh, I really just, you know, it, it took a while for the online stuff to come up and start working. And by then, I just, I don't know, I wasn't interested. And I played a couple of matches, but just never really fell in love with it. Well, Metal Gear seems like one of the games where people primarily play it for that single player experience that's what the series is that's what it's known for mm-hmm. if you ask me that's one of the reasons that in spite of being reasonably polished the multiplayer in bioshock 2 never took off no one really played it it's not why people play that franchise i had problems with the multiplayer in bioshock 2 i felt like players would were they would slide too much like the mm. the i don't know what it is on the server side or on the on the client side like 
player positions weren't precise enough. And you'd mm-hmm. be shooting at someone and then they'd slide over a little bit and then they'd slide in the other direction. Like you weren't ever quite sure. They were doing the electric slide, guess. Yeah. The kids do that. The kids in the 1970s, maybe. Oh, woogie, kids. woogie, woogie. Um, and then, so you were talking about piracy uh, on the PC. I guess uh, a hacker group has said that they've pretty much given up on trying to crack Just Cause 3, yeah, and saying they, that it's nearly impossible. Well, but then they were saying they went back to it. They were mm-hmm. they had nearly given up, then they went back to it. But they are, they are predicting that in two years' time, there will be no more piracy. But that's, because that's never so the hard. case. I mean, like piracy, encryption, everything like that is simply an arms race. So they will eventually figure out this one system. Someone will develop a new system to counter that, and everyone will move to that. It's like, remember, a while ago, what was the was all the crazy DRMs? Secure ROM? And mm-hmm. those and those were the big DRMs, and everyone defeated those, so they moved on to other DRM. Now a lot of it is always connected type DRM. If yeah. you have you know Steam or whatever. But this new one, Denuvo, is supposed to be very algorithmic and very difficult for them to get around. Yeah, and I think what I read was that a lot of developers don't use it yet because it's cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. It's right. rather expensive. Yeah, and the downside to that being that then the companies that have a lot of money are able to afford that copy protection. And the smaller devs that actually need every sale they can get are the ones that can't afford it, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It was also interesting. I, I think I read a quote. It was from a guy from Denuvo who was like, now we're, our s- software is so secure because the, there's two games. I couldn't remember. It was like FIFA. Or yeah, it was something. FIFA and just custom. Yeah. yeah. They, they hadn't been able to crack. Um, he was like, the, people are, the games are so secure that uh, companies that weren't even going to release on PC are going to start releasing on PC because they see how secure our system is. And oh. it's like, oh, you are such an ass. Give me a break. I mean, good for you. <laughs> Yes, but he seems like the, the give it a flu shot guy in Hackers. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> give it a flu shot. <laughs> that should be a clip we just play on this show over and over again. So, yeah, didn't you make a reference to that last yeah. week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I just watched it. It never gets I just, old. everywhere. Hackers. Um, yeah, so it's 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 issue. And I've been playing Just Cause 3 as well, but I've been getting sidetracked by these other games. You know, so. that's actually, um, I, I was hearing so many issues about, like, frame rates and frame rates dropping and everything else, but I've actually seen... Gavin's been playing it and he really enjoys it. He's like, it's really fun. Is he like, playing on the PC? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine on the PC. It's on the consoles. It's like... Yeah, uh, totally lags. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was watching... I, uh, I think I was watching Jeremy play it the other day. Oh, yeah. On the Xbox One. I was like, oh. Like, I just watching the frame rate drop. I was Jeremy's like, yeah, like, sometimes explosions will go off and then it's just a picture for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but no, on my PC, it's been fine. And oh, good. It's, it's a fun game. This is... This is I hadn't played any Just Cause before, so this was like my trying to get into it and, and learn about the game. But I'm, I got sidetracked by Test with the Borderlands, all this other shit we've been talking about. Yeah, Tharsis. Tharsis. Trying to that'll get happen. to Mars, eating as few people as possible. <laughs> Are there achievements for eating no one or e- eating one person? There, so let, let me let me look up the Steam achievements. At the end yeah. of the game, like when it finishes, if your ship blows up or you get to Mars, I have not gotten to Mars yet, it gives you like a summary of your game. And if you've had to resort to cannibalism, uh, you... It deducts points for that. That's so lame. Why doesn't it award you for being I, resourceful? I know. What's wrong with a little cannibalism? Why? I agree. There should be like voluntary cannibalism. Like, like in, in, I, the, I've in, got enough food in the game that. where it's like, oh, I really don't use my left arm too much. We can cut that off and we can all eat that. Know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It has, this game has 12 Steve achievements. And I think one of, one of them is to eat so many human meals. Let's see, uh, let's see. Reach Mars with three more crew alive. Reach Mars without cannibalizing. So there oh. is an achievement for that. Um, repairs, research, survive a turn, travel a billion, survive three turns with only one crew member, eat 120 human meals. There you go. Oh. And get all crew class. Yeah, so there's a there are ones for playing through in various ways, eating lots of people and eating nose of the people. Mm. Eating what of people? Nose of the people. Nose of the people. <laughs> eating the noses of the people. Oh, it's like that's <laughs> yes. ah, really chewy, full oh, of cartilage. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it's like jerky. Yeah. Gross. Dry it out. So I, I had a, a topic I wanted to talk about, uh, but uh, Ryan isn't on today's episode. Uh, since yeah. he's like our poor, big, poor Eli, our big Got VR proponent, to go away. he tried to show me a picture of his kid. He's like, "Hey, look, my kid's at school," and we were in the middle of a newsread, and I was like, "I don't care. Let's finish this newsread." And then he was like, "My kid has a fever, and I bet you don't care. <laughs> it's Aww. your fault." So I guess Animal Planet is streaming the Puppy Bowl in VR yes! this year. Yes, 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 yes. So is it actually VR or is it 360 video? I think it's 360. It's probably going to be 360, or it would be cool if it's floating perspective. Or something like that, but 
because it's it's not a rendered thing, it's not a game, this is a real thing, the most you're going to be able to do probably is pop around to different perspectives as you like and rotate 360 degrees. That's I can't think of anything more than that that they could do. I right. just want to look at all the puppies. Well, you can do it in I VR. Can, yes. I can also do that in 2D and I probably won't do that either. Yeah, I do have a puppy. I could just look at my Yeah, dog. but looking at other, other dogs. Other dogs is so much better. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, oh, yes. No, don't pause it. Oh, I that, just want to. Oh, it's maybe the video is where he paused it. I just want to look at the puppies. Yeah, sometimes Esther will be like looking at pictures of our dogs as puppies. <laughs> I mean, like the dog is right there. You could look at like the actual dogs. No, it's the like, picture's cute. No, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's spoiled now. Look how cute they were. Yeah. yeah. Once upon a time. And um, I guess Palmer Lucky, uh, who's the CEO of, uh, of Oculus, did I, I don't think he, he's not CEO. I think they've, got, they've got a, yeah, they've got another dude who's the CEO, Brendan Ereb, whatever, but yeah. Founder, That's right. Oculus founder. Founder, creator, and big mouther, frankly. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, big old mouth. Talked about how the virtual boy was, uh, still hurt, is still hurting the VR industry because hey, so many people associate VR you, with that. Fuck you, Palmer Lucky. No, I think, I think you do right. not fuck with the virtual boy. It was, a game what? changer. Are you you're you're defending the Virtual Boy? I love the Virtual Boy. You are absolutely crazy. The Virtual Boy might have been the worst thing anyone has ever well, tried to sell. Wait a second. Now, yes, we can make jokes because it's easy to make jokes. But it tried something new. It so did, but you gotta give it that. Yeah, it, it, you know what? It it was probably really good for like. Tylenol and Excedrin because you have to cure the fucking headache you got after well, looking at fair, it. Well, to be fair, I almost minutes. threw up wearing an Oculus too. So. There's a long way to go. Also, to be fair, there have been dozens of attempts at VR headsets since then. There have remember Kenshia Hall at E3, oh, early two thousands. Yeah. You go there, that's where all of the the dreams go to die. There were always VR headsets in there, always and chairs and different. So if we're yeah. gonna give anyone credit, we're gonna give credit to the Virtual Boy for being one that people remember existing. Oh, I will say, I went to CES. I could see a few things. Let me pull up my list of things I saw. Uh, what I learned this is my first CES. What I learned is CES is huge. Is ninety percent shit you'll never ever use, and nope. no one will use, and ten percent cool stuff. I, I liked. Gavin was talking about his tri- his trip to CES as well. I like the way he says Roomba. Roomba. R- wait, Rumba. Rumba. Yeah. Rumba. What? Who, who pronounces it Gavin. Rumba? Gavin. Marumba. He, he it, says Rumba because he's British. Yeah, not because he's. So like, does yeah. he sleep in his bedroom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. O's is a U. It's like um, people from the Northeast say that too. They say rum. Fascinating. It's a little bit like, have you seen that movie that's coming out, The Witch? But the poster looks like it's spelled with two Vs. And mm. so all I can do is read it as The Witch. The Witch. The Witch, the Stop witch is the scary. Bitch. Um, okay. So I saw, I wish I, sh- I should have sent these videos in. I've screwed up. I'm sorry. I failed everyone. Um, they have really, what I learned is that they have really creepy displays for showing off cameras. They had a bunch of dolls and trains everywhere. Trains? There okay. were trains where you could like, they'd have like stands where you could use their cameras to take pictures. And the thing that you could take a picture of was, there were trains at like six stations. Enough like, TVs. Everyone a model train. Ev- well, enough TVs everywhere. that I wanted to vomit. Um, the A grill cleaning Roomba. Oh. That's, That's what he was talking about, the Roomba. Yep. Okay. We were very excited about the girl, girl, girl whatever. And uh, we'll move on. And about 100 Fitbits for dogs. Why does a dog need a Fitbit? It doesn't. I don't know why there were so, there were so many Fitbits for dogs. And they were like, the lady was like, look, you put it on your dog. It tells you how active your dog is. Then when you get home, you know how long to take it for a walk for. All no, right. I take it on the same loop every day, regardless if she sat around or if she chased something. Technically speaking, Joe the cat also has a Fitbit. Interesting. It is with his uh, the GPS collar we have on him uh, was it was bought by another company, and so they updated the software and it's a different app and all that. So it's now under something called a Whistle family, and it will tell us it's like oh he's reached his activity goal for the day. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Joe the cat never reaches at his activity goal. You can make his goal like one minute of yeah. movement. I'm not sure if we can even adjust goals. It's just something that pops up every now and mm. now again, and we're like, "Why is this a thing?" So for- it makes you feel guilty because yeah. your your cat didn't work out. It's so, I guess so. It's like, what am I gonna do? Like chuck him out the door? Exactly. It's like, what am I gonna do? And then it was like, <laughs> the girl was trying to. I'm sorry, you're very nice people, people who helped me. But the girl was like, "Look, you can look on the app in here. It's like, ooh, where are all of your dog's friends and what are they doing? And that's a tab. And then you could 
set up play dates using this tab, and then it's like crowdsourced walk routes that you can go on over here. I don't want any of this shit. I, I will never use any of this shit. And I feel I'm like a weird that... pet person, <laughs> and I will never use any of this shit. No, I feel like that's meant for ladies in Orange County with the really, really tiny dogs. Yeah, but then, you know, I don't know. I've, I'm a weird dog person. If it was a dog hoodie, I would have bought it. But not the dog Too Fitbit. Much tech, yeah. Speaking of hoodies, I did wear a jacket, like a hoodie that massages your back while you hmm. wear it. So you're supposed to wear it like in an office chair. And uh, that tech is like maybe two years from being really useful. Like it just felt weird. It mm. felt like um, after I had my knee surgery, they'd put electrodes on sides, the sides of my knee and shock my knee. It felt like that. It okay. felt like I was being shocked in, instead of massaged. Great. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really soothing. It wasn't painful. It's like sort of so- – a lot of people think like think that that's soothing. Hmm. Um, so it was kind of like – it was very strange. And it inflated. So I put the jacket on and then it inflated and that's how it like massaged me. <laughs> Interesting. Very weird. But nope. Yeah, I also saw a fetal Doppler. The coolest thing I thought I saw was the fetal Doppler. It's like the thing you put on a pregnant – lady's belly and it tells you it plays the baby's heartbeat for you and tells you like how active it's being and all that gavin was like that's so dumb and i'm like pregnant women will yeah. eat each other that's over a that thing consumer product like uh, someone could yep, use at home yep wow see that's more the kind of thing that i'd like to have a big meal and they go <laughs> listen to this <laughs> my food baby you can do that with an iphone um microphone for sure i've done it <laughs> it's great oh, good to know fix it up to know. good but it know. won't pick up a baby's heartbeat and so i think that's a genius that's invention. good idea all right. Well, it's about time to wrap up yes. now with, oh. with Meg's CES uh, yeah. analysis. CES wrap up. Man, we didn't even talk about the Nintendo stuff. Oh. Pokemons. Oh, yeah. 20th anniversary. Pika. Nailed right. it. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Pokemon.